with Hunter Bishop, Arango Productions Production. Hello and welcome to Culture Popped with Hunter Bishop, the best pop culture podcast you are listening to right now at this very moment. And one day, the official podcast of Mike and Ike's. We didn't forget. Uh, unfortunately... Hunter could not be here this week. He got his hands on a copy of Batgirl, and now he's being chased by Warner Brothers assassins. Uh, so we will be your guest hosts once again, Matt and Jonah. I am Matt. Say hello, Jonah. Hello. What a lucky guy. Well, no, he's being chased by yeah. assassins. Yeah, but he got to see Batgirl. Well, he hasn't watched it yet. He just got the copy. Ah. Uh, yeah. I, um... I watched the first eight minutes of that uh, movie that was supposed to have Army Hammer in it and turn it off. There was a movie that was supposed to have Army Hammer in it? Yeah, yeah. remember it, uh, it was with Jennifer Lopez? I think it was that movie. It's called Shotgun Wedding. Turn it off after eight minutes. Oh, I like that movie. Oh, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it months ago. I got an early oh. screener from Amazon. Well, I um, was Army Hammer supposed to be I just in that? Like I thought so. I thought we talked about that. Maybe I don't remember hearing he was supposed to be in that. Maybe not. Maybe it's a different movie. I'm gonna look this up. Otherwise, Let's it's move gonna... on. I I, I got to Google this because it's eating me up inside. I said it's eating me up inside. Yeah. What does that mean? Because Army Hammer, eating me. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I think it was him. Army Hammer was going to be in it. That's right. I know my shit. Wow. At one point, Ryan Reynolds was going to be in it. Probably read the script. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It seems like a fun movie, but you just got to get past the boring first bits, I guess. Well, the first... That would have been... Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah. First it Everything's was Reynolds. Better with Ryan Reynolds. First it was Reynolds, then Army Hammer replaced him, and then not Timothy Oliphant replaced him. Yeah. Um he thinks he has good hair. Not as good as uh Timothy Oliphant. His hair is fine. It's no Timothy Oliphant, but it's fine. It's okay. He's like married to Sofia Vergara or something, right? No, that's Lucky Joe. That, that's 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 the guy uh, who played Flash Thompson in Spider-Man. Oh, I always get confused with those guys that, you know, aren't very good at acting, but like, oh, he was married to Fergie. Was he? Yeah. Wow. Anyway, I liked the movie. I Maybe I'll, I'll get through the first. I mean, I, I love how Jennifer Coolidge is now in like everything. Oh, she's so good in it. She's so good in everything. I know. Like she, where has she been? Like, if you would have told me, yeah, Stifler's bomb gonna win an Emmy, like Incredible. thirty years later, <laughs> I would have been like, you're crazy. But now she's might win back to back Emmys. I would have said, what are you smoking? Why would you say it like That's that? I would have said this because I would be like so gobsmacked that you would use a slightly offensive accent. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. 
Uh, Oscars. We're talking about the Oscars today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, by the way, incredible uh, on our bold predictions episode, you correctly predicted that they would reveal the nominees on Tuesday, January 24th. Jesus, I can't believe I got that right. I wonder how many other of our bold predictions we're going to get right. And the developers, the developer, uh, dev, dev, dev showcase. Oh, that's right. Wow. You're two for two already. I know. Incredible. Incredible. Only going to go. It can only go downhill. Only going to uh, go down. Yeah, yeah. Um, it shows what we know what we're talking about here. Yeah, we, yeah, we're we're professional professionals. Um, anyway, so yes, they reveal the Oscar nominees, twenty three categories. We will be reading them all and giving our prediction as to who we think will win. Pretty straightforward episode. Yeah. Yes, but before we get to that, there's some other things we have to get to first. As always, of course. Yeah. Of course. Of course, my horse. That's right. Yeah. It's time for Gamer Tag of the Week. Oh, baby. Yeah, we, Bring haven't it done, back. we haven't done this in a while because I haven't played an online game in a while. And to tell you the truth, I still haven't. But we do have a list of leftovers. So I'm just going to read from that list. Okay. Uh, so this week's Gamer Tag of the Week is an angry hobo. Love uh, to see it. Yeah. I don't remember what game I saw this in or what system, but uh, you're the Gamer Tag of the Week this week. Congratulations to an Congratulations. angry hobo. Congratulations. That's, that's it's lovely. Yeah. Well, that's it for Gamer Tag of the Week. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Have a great day. No, don't leave. No, of course. They know not it's to leave. They know not to leave. The ending jingle has not played yet. That's right. Uh, it is time for Hot Maple Syrup. It's time for Hot Takes with Extra Maple Syrup, where we give you the latest pop culture news. Yeah, and we ask the age-old question, could a fungal, fungal pandemic turn us all into zombies? I just saw that article on BBC. It was written three hours ago. Uh, it's possible. Highly unlikely. Yeah, but but this, like, Last of Us, the game, came out. 2013? Nine years ago. Yeah. Well, they based, ago. Yeah. They, they based that off of a real thing that they saw on BBC Earth. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a fungus that infects ants and turns them into zombie ants. That's kind of cool. And they were like, what if that was humans? Ah, video game idea. It's cool. It's cool. Cool as zombies. I like them. Different. Did you watch episode two? Of course. Come on. I I wasn't sure. Live. I wasn't sure. Sometimes you're behind. I am, but not when I enjoy things. Because I know you didn't much enjoying this. I know. I know you didn't watch episode one. Um, You watch episode one, like what? Like a week later? Uh, Like on the weekend, I believe. Yeah. Um, anyway, news. We have to get to the news. Okay. Yeah, news time. Extra maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, Canadian. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft Paris workers may strike in response to comments uh, made by the Ubisoft CEO 
um, where they felt that he was uh, putting uh, the blame for Ubisoft's recent struggles on them instead of management. Workers demand increased salaries, a four-day work week, more transparency, and an end to abusive management practices. Unfortunately, to gain these benefits, workers will have to unlock four radio towers, complete seven side quests, and craft a wallet made from sharks. Yeah. Fucking Ubisoft, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What they, a... they, they really just bombard you with activities. I, uh, I, I used to... There's some Ubisoft games that I like, but I've like substantially decreased the amount of Ubisoft games I've played. Hey, same. Uh, anyway, um, a new rumor a, a new rumor suggests suggests that uh, Baton Kados, Eternal Wings, and the Lost Ocean will be getting a remake developed by Bandai Namco and Monolith Soft for the Nintendo Switch. Upon hearing the rumor, gamers everywhere excitedly exclaimed, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> I, was, I thought I was supposed to know as well, but um, I'm glad that you uh, clarified that. It's uh it's a, it's an old like R- like RPG for the GameCube. It was uh the cult classic. Ah, uh, I yeah. see. Yeah. Um it, it it it's actually quite expensive to try and purchase now. Is it? If you want like a GameCube That's copy right. of it, it's like over 100 bucks. That shit. Uh, it just uh, goes up. Congratulations to the fans. Um anyway, Moving on, uh, Mountain Dew has announced Baja Blast Hot Sauce. Uh, it will be limited to just 750 bottles and cannot be purchased. You will have to enter a contest that runs through February 8th in order to acquire a bottle. Uh, the contest is open to anyone who has no regard to their butthole. And also Guy Fieri. <laughs> of course. I, you know, I recently saw Mountain Dew flaming Hot. So um, they're just going, they're just trying to take over markets. I don't know. I don't know. I never said to myself one time when drinking Mountain Dew, and I love Mountain Dew. I, look, I like Mountain Dew too. And I, I think the only non like Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew product I've ever enjoyed, they have an energy drink, Mountain Dew Kickstart. Like it's okay. It's not my favorite. I, but like, I don't like the energy drink. I don't like energy drinks either. That's the only energy drink I ever liked. I liked the orange flavor. It was free. Um, but I'm just like, if you're entering a contest to try and win Mountain Dew hot sauce, um, please phone a helpline. And I'm, I'm, I'll get crucified here, and I, I'll take it, okay? I don't particularly enjoy Mountain Dew Baja Blast. I don't even know what the hell that is, if I'm being honest with you. I just know there's the it's regular... A, it's a, it's, it, 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 originally, it was exclusive at Taco Bell, and it's loved by... Like universally loved. Listen, anything I, I that's exclusive, at, anything that's exclu- a Taco Bell exclusive cannot be good. People love it, and it's it's beloved, and that's why they're probably doing this stupid contest. Nothing. But I don't. No, nothing good has ever followed the words Taco Bell exclusive. I mean, maybe I'm just a Mountain Dew purist because there's not a lot of like other flavors of Mountain Dew where I'm like, you know what? I'll take that over the original. Uh, yeah. It's true. Um, anyway, um, M and M's has M and M's has put their spokes cannies on an indefinite hiatus, and my Rudolph it's will farce. It's 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 just a farce. My Rudolph will become the new spokesperson. 
Uh, this is classic Hollywood taking away roles from candy actors and giving them to a human. I believe this is just a, a little bait and switch type of. This is all bullshit. They'll be back. You'll see them in the in the uh, Super Bowl commercial, and they'll be sexier than ever. <laughs> um, here's a little fun uh, tidbit. After uh, they announced this, A uh, and W made a fake announcement about a fake mascot that doesn't exist, and said uh, our our mascot uh, Rudy the Bear or whatever. Uh, is going to be wearing pants from now on. And uh, <laughs> now bear in mind that they don't, well, they do not have a, A&W does not have a mascot named Rudy the Bear. They don't have a mascot at all. Their mascot is that bald guy in the commercials. Um, in Canada, at least. Yeah. Is A&W Canadian? No. Um, but so they, 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 they made this fake announcement with this fake mascot bear. And uh, Fox News reported on it and said that now A&W was also woke. Is that a joke or is that serious? No, I'm being completely serious. They There was a, on television, on Fox News, they reported on A&W putting pants on their fake mascot that they made up for a joke tweet. I, I, I just don't know. I, like, I'm worried. That's the world because we're living. A lot in. of people take Fox. I a lot of people take Fox News seriously, and then like the Xbox guys, Xbox is woke because there's a turn off. There's like a. That's a great segue because that's also uh, in my news. Okay. okay uh, let's, let's get to it before I. Yeah, here we go. Uh, in an effort to help the environment and help you save a little bit on your electric bill, Microsoft has announced that Power Save mode will now be on by default on all Xbox consoles. Uh, this is the second environmentally conscious policy they've had, with the first one being to simply not give you a reason to turn your Xbox on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I mean, I always had this on ever since I I, um, Me I turned it on because... Me too. I don't want... Like, there's times where I'll, like, leave it on and be like, maybe I'll come back within an and hour. And you forget, right? And then, it turns it off on its own. It's yeah. great. Imagine being mad about this. How? I don't know. I don't want my Xbox to be on all fucking day. I don't know. Um, pe- you know what? The people mad about this are psychopaths. They they must be because this is absurd. Like actually, mind-blowingly numb absurdity. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Netflix co-CEO. Uh, Ted Sarandos has responded to the outcry over multiple TV show cancellations on the streaming platform by saying, we have never canceled a successful show. Now that might sound harsh, but if you look at the metrics, it is true. None of the shows Netflix has canceled had enough people having sex with them on in the background to be considered a success. I saw this tweet and I thought it was funny as well because man, all their shows that they cancel are like every show that they release makes it to number one on Netflix. So what are they like? They yeah, what are they actually, doing? What are we doing here? What What are the metrics? Like it's it was it was popular, but not popular enough. I don't know. Well, I told you the metrics are who's having sex with it on in the background. They know. They have cameras. They're watching you. Your TV is a smart TV. Keeps track. You're right. Uh, anyway, uh, fucking Netflix. 
Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland, and Rick and Morty will continue without him. Uh, no doubt losing control of his creation is something Roiland is beating himself up over, but at least now he knows how it feels. I saw this as well. I just don't know how it's going to work. Well, look, his firing is justified. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, he was um, he was beating up women. That's why. Hence the punchline of my previous joke. But listen, the real question is, can Rick and Morty survive if the main characters are voiced by a voice actor with talent? I, hey, no, it won't be able to because Rick and Morty are such iconic voices that if they fuck them up, then uh, nobody's going to want – it doesn't have the same charm. Yes, he's a piece of shit person, but was he – were the voices of Rick and Morty iconic? Yes. I refuse to accept another answer because they are they're universally recognized voices. I think a talented voice actor can do a pretty good impression of him. Yeah, but it still might they not wouldn't be even, the same. They wouldn't even have like, to work hard. They just have to add one new voice to their repertoire, and boom, now they have a hundred more characters. I don't know. I feel it. like as someone as a fan of Rick and Morty, it's a I don't know. I don't see how it survives. Um, they're simply going to pick whoever has the best burp in the audition. <laughs> Let us move on from this because it still makes me upset because he's a piece of shit and he yeah. had he was on top of the world. And uh, okay, uh, the U.S. Senate has officially started their hearing over Ticketmaster's status as a monopoly, once again proving that the only group in this world strong enough to make a real difference is the Swifties. <laughs> yeah. Not even the That's government right. not even not even the government wants bad blood with them. You're right. Yeah. You really have to be fearless to mess with the Swifties. You're right. Yeah. But I think you I can, have to be fearless. Yeah. I think I can speak for everyone when I say I hope Ticketmaster is given a death by a thousand cuts. <laughs> you hope so or you think that they will be? I hope so. Then ticket buyers everywhere will finally experience happiness. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, of course, we're not out of the woods yet, uh, but Ticketmaster has been screwing customers for so long, uh, and we've just had to tolerate it, but they're due for some karma. And when they do, well, that would be the best day. That would be, wouldn't it? It would. Fucking Ticketmaster. What a bunch of dumbasses. What a bunch of dumbasses. Uh, but let's move on, because we cannot afford any blank space on the podcast, so... <gasps> Got him! I like to see. That was good. What? Nothing. I don't know what you're referencing. Nothing. We're good. Jonah, you need to calm down. We're good. We're good. We're good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's end the news with style. Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is working on a new uh, Tomb Raider series for Amazon. Did you hear this? No. Yeah, uh, she'll be writing the series, although it's not clear now who will star. Chris Pratt is currently preparing his audition. Oh, God. That sounds... uh, I don't know if I find her that funny, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, but this shouldn't be that funny. Yeah. Listen, I think I I speak for Tomb Raider fans everywhere. I I speak for treasure hunting fans everywhere when I say uh, at least anyone but Tom Holland. Oh, fuck's sake, yeah. Yeah. 
That's a that's a touchy subject right now, isn't it? With The Last of Us, you know, being so successful and between between The Last of Us on HBO and uh, a Tomb Raider uh, getting world class treatment from Amazon, uh, Uncharted fans in shambles. Yeah, honestly, I don't. Uh, not the time to be. I mean, Uncharted's like universally loved, but that movie <laughs> fucking butchered. Um, they fell for Tom Holland's boyish charm. If you take, if you title that movie something else and change all the character names, you'd never know it was originally an Uncharted movie. Wow, that sounds like um, a series that currently has a 1.3 on IMDb. Uh, well, the difference is, I think if you if Uncharted was not an Uncharted movie, if it was the exact same movie but not supposed to be Uncharted. I think it's like a decent enough watch. But the fact that it's Uncharted makes it much worse than it is. Because you go in expecting Uncharted, yeah. and you're given that, right? If if it didn't... The, only, ha- the people that liked it are unaware of what Uncharted are. Or they didn't care. Yeah. Right? Like, if you take away the Uncharted branding from it, like it's called something else, characters are named something else, it's a decent enough time, like maybe a two and a half, three stars out of five. But because it's supposed to be Uncharted, so it it makes everything worse because you're like, well, that's fine, but it's not Uncharted, right? Like, mm. sure, Tom Holland's a likable guy, but he's not playing Nathan Drake. It has such high standards to uh, right? live up to. Yeah, like sure, him and Mark Wahlberg have good chemistry, but they are not playing uh, uh, the characters they're supposed to be playing. <laughs> they're playing themselves. Absolutely not. Um. Anyway. Yeah. That's it for the news. Lots of news. Yes. A news. I think that news segment went quite well. Yes. Yeah. But then again, I'm biased because I was gonna. I did. I was gonna um say I was gonna get say something, but uh, we'll leave it to when the category comes up. Okay. Is it about the Oscars? Yeah. Does it pertain to something I said in the news? No. Um, Maybe a little bit. I assume it does. Otherwise, why would you? Why would you say you were? No, say it's something? just because we always say I, I'm a super fan, and uh, you'd think I'm mad, but I'm, I'm laughing my fucking ass off, kind of situation. But we'll get to it. I'm very mad that Viola Davis was snubbed. Okay. Did you see the Woman King? No, but I love Viola Davis. So uh, oh, it's a good movie. And Judd Hirsch was nominated. Okay, let's let's move on before Judd I Hirsch. start. Listen, I like that movie, but I don't understand. I, I, I don't understand. Listen, I the the reason why like it's a fine movie, but I hate it more because of how much it's universe like it's praised about being like a spectacular movie. I yeah yeah. Listen, people can people are allowed to like what they like. If they think it's spectacular, great. I think it's good. I don't think it's spectacular. But if you're going to nominate anybody for supporting actor, how are you going to nominate Judd Hirsch and not Paul Dano? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> like that. It. I When I saw him, like on like the kind of like close to the, to making like on prediction shit. I, don't I was know. like, especially after seeing the movie, I was like, like his he, first of all, he's in um, like what one scene? Great, it's a good scene. Legitimately, one scene. It's a good scene, but it's like you, you can't tell me he's better than Paul Dano. Anyway, uh, before that though, we do have another segment. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, I just have to remember what button to push. It's time for a pop quiz. Pop quiz. It's time for Jonah's pop culture pop quiz. Today's category, general music knowledge. Oh, God. So I hope you have good general music knowledge. Um, I, man, I sure hope so. All right. Uh, question one. Whose acceptance speech did Kanye West interrupt on the MTV Music Video Awards? Hmm. Taylor Swift. That is correct. I can't believe you're doing this to me again. Uh, who released their single, Tim McGraw, in 2006? Um, I could, I feel like if the, I, I, I could answer based on like you trying to fuck me. I don't so know what you're talking about. Let's I, go with Taylor I, Swift. That is correct. I, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a general music knowledge quiz. Um, if I were to, if you were to ask me that first, that question first, I would have said like Faith Hill or something, but you asked me it second. Therefore, I know where this is going. I don't know. Taylor Swift. <laughs> This is a general music knowledge. I have no idea what you're talking about. Who is the spokesperson for the Nashville Predators? Gary Underwood. Is that your final answer? Uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, that is correct. Uh, question four. Who performed with Paul McCartney in 2015 on SNL singing I Saw Her Standing There? Lady Gaga. Is that your final answer? I'm just kidding. It's Taylor Swift. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, who stated that Shania Twain was their biggest influence for performing and songwriting? Um, uh, Taylor Swift. That is correct. Uh, who covered Tom Petty's American Girl in 2009? Taylor Swift. Damn, you're really good at this, man. You have know, you have fan. you have really good general music knowledge. Uh, Thank who you. who voiced a tree? Who voiced a tree named Audrey in the movie The Lorax? Fuck if I know Taylor Swift. That is correct. Wow, what a guess! Uh, who won four Grammy Awards in 2010? Didn't take a swig here. Yeah, Taylor Swift. That is correct. This may be the best you've ever done on a quiz. I wonder why. Uh, who donated $50,000 to the Seattle Symphony in 2019? Um, Kurt Cobain's wife. Who is? Taylor Swift. That is correct. Not her wife, but um, I mean his wife. Uh, and finally, uh, the last question on the general music knowledge quiz. Who spent their early years on their family farm outside Nashville, Tennessee? Um, Taylor Swift. Final answer? Carrie Underwood. No, the answer is Miley Cyrus. I didn't know she was from Nashville. Well, she had, her family farm had a, her family had a farm outside Nashville. Anyway, uh, you got nine out of ten on the general music knowledge quiz. Surprisingly, all your correct answers were Taylor Swift questions. You must be a real big fan. Yeah. So yeah. sad. I'm so sad. 
This may so be the sad. this may be the best you've ever done on a quiz. It might be. It yeah. just might. Yeah. Wow. These were some tough questions. I like too. to think you must be a real huge Taylor Swift fan to know some of these. Yeah, it's deep down, deep down in my mind palace, I just knew it. Yeah, I know you were somewhere. I, I know you were up at midnight watching her uh, premiere of the Lavender Haze music video last night. Oh yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, I know you were there, jamming. Uh, anyway, uh, it's time for an ad. Got to pay the bills so Jonah can buy Taylor Swift merchandise. That's right. Today's episode is sponsored by Jizzy Jim's Shaky Shack. When you're parched and need something refreshing real fast, drop what you're doing and rush over to Jizzy Jim's Shaky Shack. They have thick and frosty shakes with over 40 flavors to choose from. Come on down and treat yourself to the best shakes on this planet. Don't put it off any longer. Shake, shake, shake it off at Jizzy Jim's Shaky Shack. With 40 favors and lots of things, come to Jizzy Jim's Shaky Shack. Jizzy Jim's is a subsidiary of Jizzy Jim's Wild Game Jerky. Okay, it's Oscars time. Oscars. Yes, plural. Oscar is a nice guy. There's more than one of them. And they're all naked. Yes. Naked. Fun fact, the Oscar statues are naked men as a symbol of Hollywood's long-standing sexual harassment of women. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you hear uh, uh I you, never mind. Yeah, let's not get into any controversy about what did I hear? I'm curious now, though. No, like it, it's it, it the like Hispanic community is like complaining about the lack of diversity of Hispanic. And I'm like thinking how many like I swear to God, like 50 percent of the time a Mexican director wins best director. So like they have won a lot. Like, what are we? I mean, I guess there's not that many this year, but who, who would I mean, they, who I'm would trying they? to think like. Yeah, they nominate. I guess the guy from like Babylon, Mick, maybe. I guess maybe, but Anna Darmas was nominated. I mean, it's ugh, true. It's just, it's just like there can't be like, can't we just be happy that there's an Asian woman nominated for the first time in lead actress and for the first time in ninety five years? Like, can't we just yeah. be happy? Can't we just? Can't we all just get along? Honestly. Can't we all just listen to to Waymond Wang? Can't we all just be nice to each other? Honestly, I just watched that again. Oh my god, I fucking loved it. Do you know they were selling uh, pet rocks with googly eyes for thirty five dollars, and people bought them, and they're sold out. Well, I mean, if if one movie deserves to win, other than uh, Top Gun, everything. But but, but is who's buying thirty five dollar pet rocks? It's a good question. Why? Because they have googly eyes on them? Do you know you can buy yeah. a large pack of googly eyes at the dollar store? And did you know that rocks are free? You can just pick them up. But no not one's gonna, official rocks. No, no one's going to stop you. No one's going to claim you're stealing anything. You're right. Anyway, Oscars. 23 categories. Let's go. 
Uh, best visual effects. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of Water. The Batman. Morbius. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And Top Gun Maverick. What are you thinking for this one? Uh, I mean... The... the bar is it was raised in 2009 and was raised once again in 2022 by one film franchise that's morbius i agree i think it's morbius it's it's groundbreaking in so many ways yeah yeah okay uh best film editing the nominees are the banshees of inishirin elvis morbius everything everywhere all at once Tar and Top Gun Maverick. I gotta tell you, I've seen all of these movies. I've seen most of them. Um, and there's just something so special about the way Morbius is put together from an editing perspective, right? Their cuts are made at the exact right moments. Okay, the way the montages blend together. That's my prediction here, Morbius. I agree. All right. Uh, best costume design. Babylon. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Elvis. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And Morbius. What are you thinking here? I'm, I've never been one for like costume and stuff. and But... There comes along a movie every year that I just you just stop and take notice of, and that was Morbius for me. The costumes, elegant, sleek, yeah. riveting, riveting. They they light up every scene. How can it not? Yeah, the bright orange jumpsuit when he's in prison. His um, Matt Smith's lavish attires to show that this man is wealthy. Yep. How could it not? Just inc- incredible the way the costumes really bring out the character's own personalities. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Easy dubs, boys. Easy, Easy dubs. Dub. Easy dub. Okay, best makeup and hairstyling. Uh, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Elvis, The Whale, and Morbius. Um... Much like co- much like costume design, um, it really has to be Morbius here. The, the the makeup is and hairstyling. I mean, the way that Jared Leto's hair just flaps in the wind, just perfectly straight, like a real doctor would have their hair like that. And if you saw Absolutely. a doctor with that hair, you'd look at them and say, "I want that doctor. I don't want any of these other doctors." That's with, my doctor. Yeah, I don't want any of these other doctors with well with well trimmed cuts i want that doctor who looks homeless just incredible incredible work um the way that they made jared leto look so pale and vampire like like somebody who would prey on young innocent fans it's got to be morbius gotta be yeah gotta be yeah you're you're agreeing with me you also pick morbius yeah 100 percent all right. Um, we're just cruising along here. Okay. Best cinematography. 
The nominees I, are. We're cruising along because it's it, it just has been so easy to make their decisions. Yeah. Um, this really is a one film rules them all type year. Yeah. Uh, Some years it's like, oh, who's going to win this award? Who's going to It's pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. But then other years, you know, a Lord of the Rings comes along and you're like, what are we even doing here, boys? Just give it to them so we yeah. can go home. Um, best cinematography. All Quiet on the Western Front. Bardo. Elvis. Morbius. Empire of Light. And Tar. Prediction. I mean, we talk about cinematic masterpieces, right? Mm-hmm. And not just you know a well put together scene. Every every scene seems to be shot with a with a sense of love. Yes, and, and love carefulness. That is what I got when I watched it as well. I cried a couple of times just by how beautiful the shots looked. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's it's Morbius. There's no other film. That makes you that makes you feel the way Morbius makes you feel when you watch it. Yeah, just the framing of some of the the scenes is so breathtakingly beautiful. You could you could pause Morbius at any point, and you have a beautiful painting. Yeah, yeah. Just the way, like, oh, I don't I don't even want to start talking about it because it get me choked up as well. Yeah, yeah. Um. Best production design, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, The Fablemans, Morbius. This is a tough one. What do you got here? This is a tough one because, you know, Elvis and Babylon, such lavish productions, right? Mm -hmm. But there's something so beautifully simplistic about Morbius. That it stands right. above the others. It's it's such a subtle masterpiece of production design. Everything is perfectly placed. Everything is is perfectly made to look a certain way. Whether it's made to look new and pristine and lavish or or broken down, you know, to show the dichotomies of the Morbius character and the and the villain. Uh, it's just a just a masterpiece of of subtlety really you know it doesn't it doesn't scream in your face like an Elvis or a Babylon but once you notice the tiny mm-hmm. little details my goodness what a picture what a picture so that's my prediction is more I agree I agree of, of course I agree with you how could uh, you said it so beautifully as well Thank almost you. like I did go Morbis to film school productions I did go to film school so I know how to I know how to um speak on these types of things yes of course yeah um anyway best sound the nominees are all quiet on the western front avatar the way of water morbius the batman elvis top gun maverick now here and like in past years you always you know give it to something that a very grand movie and Yes, most a lot of these are grand, but like a movie, like a a war movie, like All's Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, Top Gun, incredible sound, incredible sound in Top Gun, incredible. Um, but there's something about that Morbius sound that it just you just remember it. It rings through your head yes. throughout the entire the, film. The the bumps in the night, the screeches of the bats, the sound of Jared Leto's voice. Yeah, just his voice alone. 
it really so booms. beautifully edited. It really and, and, booms into your, oh. your your ears and and sticks with you. Yeah, it's 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 it, it transcends the war epics and the the fighter jets flying through the air. Yeah, or I, I, I mean, I I I talked. To, I went to see uh, Avatar in in IMAX. Did you really? And yeah, IMAX 3D because I wanted to experience it all. You never told me I, this. You know, really? I don't think you did. I don't think I did either. But and it was incredible. Did you enjoy the movie? An incredible experience. I, I know you don't like I the did. first Avatar. I don't either. I did enjoy the Avatar a lot better. I thought it was a lot more coherent of a story. Yeah. I think. Did you rewatch I'm the still first conflicted one? Over who's the bad guy? Did you no, re- I, didn't. I didn't give a shit enough. To- okay. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I ain't, yeah. ain't going to watch that's I, three hours. So I, gonna- I did rewatch the first one before I saw the second one. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't see the second one after all. I was like, but maybe should I even watch like a recap video? I'll probably remember a lot of the stuff, which I did. I ended up, it, it came f- rushing back to me once I, yeah. I, rem- like, I we got into it. And stuff. I was like, I was like, I rem- I was like, I remember. I didn't really care for the first Avatar, but I keep seeing, you know, the new one, and I kind of want to see it. So I rewatched the first one, and afterwards, I was like, maybe I don't want to see the new one. But it, it's I'm it's glad so I much did. Better. It's and so much I better. It's, it's better in every way. Every like th- this is just a little side review. Every 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 moment in the movie felt like it mattered. Yes. And like even the little even the little no, like shit that you might not think it, it just felt like every sp- spot in the movie like had a place that made its way and made sense for the story later on. And I the action of course was incredible, the scenery beautiful like Yes. Um but back to the Oscars. But even seeing I didn't see Morbius and IMAX but Seeing it in a regular theater, just as good. Um, That's how good the sound is. Just, just as good as as the IMAX was in. Yep. An Avatar. So you're predicting Morbius. Yeah. Good prediction. I agree. Thank you. Uh, next up, best original score. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inisherin. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Morbius, the Fablemans. Um, this is a bit of a tough one. Yeah, yeah, because they all have great. They all, they all really do have genuinely great scores. But, um, you know, there's these particular moments in Morbius where the score is just settling into your ears. And it's set in the scene. And then, on a dime, it changes. Much like how, on a dime, Morbius can change into a vampire. And at first, it's startling. Much like at first, Morbius is startling. But as he grows into accepting his new abilities, so too do you grow into accepting the harsh changes of the musical score. And so that's why I'm going to predict Morbius. So beautifully said again. Thank you. Completely agree. Thank you. Uh, Okay. Uh, Best original song. We have Applause from Tell It Like a Woman, Hold My Hand 
from Top Gun Maverick. Lift Me Up from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, Natu Natu from RRR. This Is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once. And EKSE from Morbius. We got. Wow. Can I say, as a, as as the resident Swift? No, I'm just kidding. I was laughing my ass off that Taylor Swift wasn't nominated. <laughs> Not in character. I, I'm heartbroken, Matt. I know you are. But because Taylor Swift is not nominated, I have to go with Morbius. I agree. It's a great song. It's the best scene of the movie where uh, Absolutely. Matt Smith, the former Doctor Who, dances to this song while he changes his clothes. Very famous scene. It's the, it's the dramatic apex of the movie, really. And the song really sells it. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. And I just want to add that the Bishop Awards did nominate Taylor Swift. So I think it's clear who the better award show is. Yeah. Yeah, we also nominated Weird Al Yankovic, so I think it's clear who the better award show is. That's right. Anyway, Even Al, Al Yankovic was, uh, was not up for the nominee. I know, but he should have been. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, best animated short. The nominees are The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It, and Morbius the Beginnings. This is a tough one. This is a tough category. I almost want My Year of Dicks to win, just so they can say the Oscar has gone to My Year of Dicks. That would be incredible. Uh, But if I'm basing this on quality, it's got to be Morbius the Beginnings. You're right. Yeah, it's such a it's such a beautifully uh beautifully animated uh and beautiful story. Uh it's a 5 minute short if you haven't seen it. Uh just a beautiful 5 minute animated short about um the beginnings of 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 Dr. Michael Morbius. Uh and you might think that's redundant because they show his beginnings in the movie. Like they show him as a child and and whatnot, but like it's just beautifully done. Uh, it uh, it fills in some of the gaps. Uh, it's a real heart wrencher, you know, to show this man uh, who sadly has to live with the disease that causes him to grow up to become Jared Leto. Uh, and it's a real tearjerker. And I think that's you know, I'd love my year of dicks to win so they can say that on television. Mm-hmm. But I but but I have to go by quality here, so it's got to be Morbius the beginnings. I agree with you, even though I, I, I want my year of dicks, but that's just personally, in that's just my heart. My head knows it's Morbius. Yeah. Uh, next category, best live action short. So that was anime. This is live action short. Uh, the nominees are An Irish Goodbye, Ivalu, Le Pupil, Night Ride, The Red Suitcase, and Morbius Aftermath. What are you thinking? Oh, like like most, I'm a 
I'm a, a connoisseur of the li the live action short, and so I've definitely seen every single every single one of these, and they're all terrific. Mm -hmm. but, like I think it's quite obvious which one stands above, and that is Morbius. I there's no there's no like I've definitely seen all of them. Yeah, we all including have. the Morbius. Who hasn't? You say, oh, Jonah, where do you see them? I, I go to TIFF. It's true. And so I see short of live action variety. Yeah. So you're saying Morbius? And Morbius was the best one. Morbius Aftermath? Yeah. yeah. What was your favorite part of Morbius Aftermath, if I may ask? Oh, it was the aftermath of Morbius and what it did to this world. That was a really good part. I, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I think the the uh, the aftermath that it's had will leave a profound legacy on all of us, and that's why it deserves a place in history among the other great live action shorts. All right, let's move on. Beautifully said. Um, <laughs> best documentary short subject. The nominees are oh another great another great category yeah uh, the nominees are the elephant whisperers haul out how do you measure a year the Martha Mitchell effect of dicks um that would be great if they both won it was how do you measure a year of my dicks yeah. uh stranger at the gate and the Morbius method. Now, I have seen all of these because I love documentaries, particularly short ones. Uh, and they're all uh, very, very good um, little short documentaries about really important topics in the world. But I think the Morbius Method is such a beautiful look at how one man method acts his way to success. And... They should, they should just do... Uh, I wish a camera followed... Jared Leto around all the time. Yeah, well, they did for this movie at least. And so the Morbius method is about how he uh, got into character and his method acting for the movie and the process at, at which you know um, it took him and how the places it took him to personally, the places it took his coworkers to personally. And it's a beautiful look at a wonderfully deranged man. The forty-five minute pee breaks because he had to go in there with his, you know. Fake crutches, yeah. His crutches. Um, just an incredible, incredible piece of documentary cinema. Uh, so I'm going with that. That's my prediction. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I've only seen the Morbius one, so I'm only fair to give uh, the award to Morbius. Because if I haven't okay. seen it, can't vote for it. All right. Uh, next category is Best Documentary Feature. The nominees are All That Breathes. All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, Navalny, and Morbius Behind the Scenes. Have you, have any, has it like, listening, has anyone actually seen Morbius Behind the Scenes? Because this is, it, it is an incredible look at the making of this movie. And I feel like not enough of these uh, films behind the scene documentary like looks get enough credit 
I agree. I think it, it's so ma- it's a masterclass in document, like in a documentary film. So you're going. It takes you through the ins and out of filmmaking, of of Morbius. Yeah, the Morbin whole process. Time. Yeah, the, how Morbin oh. Time was created, how it wasn't originally in the script, but they thought of it on the day because of a, an onset emergency. Just, just, a, just, a, it's a really tense, engrossing picture about the making of a incredible picture. It has, it has to be behind the scenes Morbius. Has to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, next up is Best International Feature. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985. Oh, should I say the countries these are for, too? I mean, Germany, Argent- I'm expecting Argentina. Yeah, okay. All Quiet on the Western Front is Germany, Argentina, 1985 is Germany. Um, close, Belgium, EO, Poland. The Quiet Girl, Ireland, and Les Morbias, France. I was wondering what you're going to say. Now, I've seen all of these because, as we all know, if you can overcome the half an inch barrier that is subtitles, Incredible I say that all the time now, since yeah. the great Bong Joon-ho. Um, and um, it's 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 uh it's Les Morbias. It's just an incredible journey of a of a French doctor who overcomes his own uh, personal disability and um, is able to thrive as a living vampire. Yeah, I love vampires. Yeah. So that's my pick. I um, it's a strong year for international films. I mean, one of these is nominated for best picture, which trans is is above. That's true. Um, so you might be thinking, most likely it would go to that. I, I, hold your horses. We like to share the wealth, um, and I believe Oscars like to share the wealth as well. So Le, Les Morbius. Um. All right. Uh, next up is best animated feature film. The nominees are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, Turning Red, and It's Morbin Time. <laughs> what do you got? What's your prediction? This is a, again a strong year, and a lot of surprise. I mean, Pinocchio. There's At one least... Pinocchio that was good. There's one Pinocchio that was not, and uh, we can all uh, the one that was not. Let's just say uh, has six Razzies. Uh, yeah, fuck the Razzies though. Fuck. What a what a terrible uh, what a ter- what a terrible organization. Just like what are you doing? Shut up. I don't know. Wouldn't you like to accept? Do you think like actors know, like are like, or do you just like they know that they've been in a shit movie, like in an eternally shit movie, or they're so stuck in their stubborn ways that they're like, 
No, not a movie. There isn't a single movie I. Uh, I think sometimes. Ever on that was bad. I, I think sometimes they know. I think sometimes they know during. I think sometimes they don't find out until afterward because so many things can go wrong to make a bad movie. Everybody could do their absolute best to make a good movie, and it could turn out shitty. And yeah, they don't. Fi- and they don't find out until. I mean, they- Amsterdam. I thought was going to be great, and look at that. That was yeah. a shit movie. Like I don't think anybody making Amsterdam thought this is going to be shit, guys. Right? But they they probably found out when they were finished and they watched it and they realized, oh, that sucks, right? But like. Like, do, do I think Halle Berry knew she was making a crappy movie when they were making Catwoman? Probably, right? But I don't think that's the case all the time. And so, like, what are you doing at the Raz? Like, what are the Razzies doing? Like, just shut up. Like, they've taken their bad reviews. Like, what are you doing? I think it's funny. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I I mean, it's Mormon time is, is, is just a little bit better than, than Pinocchio. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I think so too. It's uh, it, the art style is incredible. I've never seen anything like it before. It's really indescribable. Honestly, it, it's it's almost like an abstract oil painting. You know, animated. You know, just a mishmash of of colors, and uh, obviously there's animated Jared Leto, who, by the way, that's yeah, who that's actually Jared Leto. He turned himself into a cartoon. Yeah, he had a a rare procedure done. They flattened then he him. himself back out they, of the cartoon. Yeah, he fl- he went through a flattening procedure so he could um, act on the page like old school animation. Yeah, he got and the inspiration from uh, that series of children's books, Flat Stanley. Yes. What a picture! And yeah. so this is this is the first time a live action man has turned himself into. Uh, 2D work of art. Yeah, and I, for Crap. that alone, for that alone, it deserves best animated feature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, next up, best adapted screenplay. Oof. The nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, based on the novel. Uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, uh, based on character. Wait, that's that's adapted. All sequels are considered adapted. Oh. Uh, based on characters created by Ryan Johnson in the film Knives Out. Living, based on the original motion picture screenplay Akiru by Akira Kosawa. Top Gun Maverick, based on the film Top Gun. Women Talking, based on the novel. And Morbius, based on the Marvel comic book. I mean, one movie has the lines like Phil Sticks and uh, Southern Drawl, like, uh, yeah. Oh, shit balls. But one movie has, I think, one of those poignant lines of dialogue I've ever heard in a film. It's Morbid Time. It's Morbid Time? That, so that was actually in the movie. Of course. I thought they, that was just a meme. No, of course not. Everything you saw about that movie was completely true. So then it has to. It, no other has. There's been no t- meme culture should dictate all. Exactly. And nothing was. They it was memed so hard that they thought to put it in the theaters for a second time. And it made even more money the second time, which is incredible because it made yeah. three billion dollars. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my prediction is Morbius. I agree. Okay. As well. Uh, best original it's screenplay. Yeah, best original screenplays. Next, the nominees are The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness, Morbius First Draft. This is a tough one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the banshees so quick and yeah there's not i mean there's there's definitely an underlying theme here i believe you know you could talk about the pointlessness of the irish civil war i don't know a lot about it banshees? but there's one thing and that banshees was is about depression yeah, depression as well um i i'm i continue to now not call beethoven beethoven i call him beethoven I call him um, all. I, I call him one of those funny name feckers. Well, I'm funny name feckers. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Incredible dialogue, incredible script. Every you feel every emotion watching the movie. But there's another movie here that every single word just jumps off the page, and maybe that's due to Jared Leto. Okay, maybe that's due to Jared Leto. But I'm going to give him his comeuppance for that. He can fuck himself. Um, Morbius' first draft was was just transcendent in terms of screenwriting. Like it should, it should every screen, like every screenwriter should, like that shit should be framed as the ultimate guide to screenwriting. To how to write a screen, like uh, how to screen a writer. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Thank you. It should be taught in schools. It should be. Maybe Fact, it is. I don't know. I wish. It, I wish. It, it, I wish. I was still in film school, and I wish I hadn't finished film school before it came out. Who gives a fact about Beethoven and all those funny, funny name feckers? All those funny name feckers. Who gives a fact? Um. Okay. It's, it's Morgan. Uh, best supporting actor. Uh, Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inishirin. Uh Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Judd Hirsch for the Fablemans. Uh, <laughs> Kihi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, Barry Keoghan. How do you pronounce his name? I'm always confused. I always thought it was Ke- Keegan. Is it Keegan? Is it Keegan? Keegan? Is it Keegan or Keoghan? I've heard Irish people say Keoghan, so that's why oh, I always get Keoghan. confused. Who gives a fact about what his name is? is I always get confused because I've heard Irish people pronounce it Keoghan, and I've heard non-Irish people pronounce it Keegan. Then it's probably Keoghan. Yeah, I've never heard him say it though. That's what I want to know. Anyway, um, and Matt Smith, Morbius. Matt Smith is a terrific actor, by the way. He is. And he's especially great in he's Morbius. So un- he's so unlikable in both Morbius and House of Dragon. Yeah, he's just a, a wonderful prick in in Morbius. Uh, just a terrific one of the great cinematic villains of our generation, perhaps ever. Yeah. Um, God, plus- I just love like Kihei Kwan. Yeah, but 
It's got to be Matt Smith. I know, I know, but that, like that, just my heart. Wants. That dance, though, it's not about what we want. It's about what we. It's about our predictions. I know, I know. That dance, man. It's got to be Matt Smith. I, I know. Matt Smith for Morbius. That's my prediction, at least. You're free to predict someone else. No, I, I if I if I say Ki Juan, like I'll be I'd be wrong. Because it's got to be Matt Smith. It, it it really does. Yeah, yeah. I admit my defeat. I yield. You yield to Matt Smith. Yeah. We all must yield to Matt Smith and his excellence in Morbius. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, best supporting actress. The nominees are Angela Bassett, Hong Chow, Carrie Condon, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I should say the movies they're nominated for. Yeah, I was gonna. I was. I didn't. I didn't want to like interrupt because I was like. I just realized. But... Um, okay, uh, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow, The Whale, Carrie Condon, The Banshees of Inisherin. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Jared Leto, Morbius. <laughs> A lot of people don't know this, but he played um, the love interest to himself. He He's put on, a man of many talents. He put on extensive makeup, went through some weight loss, uh, put on a a bodysuit to and and fake breasts and uh, turned himself into a woman and uh, made up a fake name to credit himself under. But that's um, it was it was Jared Leto. I mean, who do you got? Uh, it's, he, I think the fact that there's two everything everywhere all at once act and they both well deserved, terrific is uh, um, not in their favor. It works against them. It works against them. Yeah. Because then they split the vote. And then, I mean, Carrie Condon, incredible performance. And Angela Bassett. Incredible performance. I mean, she she was probably the best thing about Wakanda Forever. Probably the best performance ever in, in the MCU. Oh, I think I think that you could almost say that without, like, any doubt. Yeah. But no one went to the extensive extensiveness of Jared Leto, like he always does. That's true. He actually went out of his way to, in costume, also get a supporting role in Andor just to put up with the ruse. (laughs) Which was incredible. Yeah. So it's got to be him. he was kind of hot. But that doesn't matter. It's got to be him. It's got to be Jared Leto. Yeah. Uh, All right. We got three categories, four categories, four categories left. Here we go. And down to the big boys. Best actress. The nominees are Kate Blanchett, Anna de Armas. Tar uh, in tar. tar. Oh yeah. Tar for Kate Blanchett, blonde for Anna de Armas. Uh, Andrea Riseborough to Leslie. Michelle Williams, the Fablemans. Michelle Yeoh. I love how they nominate Michelle Williams and 
and Judd Hirsch. But, you know, Paul Dano. But yeah, Paul Dano, no. The guy yes. who played Steven fucking Spielberg, no. Anyway. Um, Sorry, that's Mich- just a little fucking... Yeah. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Jared Leto, Morbius. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I mean, it's got to be Jared Leto, right? Same reason Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The fact that he's so good in that role, they nominated him for for supporting and actress. It just shows how good he is. Yeah. God, Jared Leto, what a what a terrific actor. Yeah. the the only The only thing I can think that would work against him is um, the same thing. A couple years ago, Scarlett Johansson was also nominated for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. So I could see that. She lost both, but he won't lose both. She she lost both. She lost both because she probably split the votes for herself. Uh, So that might happen to him, but he's just so good. Like I said, he even got a supporting role in Andor in in disguise. Yeah. Yeah. Just unlike any other. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, best actor. The nominees are Austin Butler, Elvis, Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inishirin. Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Paul Meskel, After Sun, Bill Nye, Living, Jared Leto, Morbius. You could say um, this is a two-man race, um, but it is only a one-man race. Yeah, um, and that is Jared Leto. Exactly. There's uh, no. There's not much more to be said there. Really. No. no. All right. Uh, best director. The nominees are uh, Todd Field, Tar, Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Inishirin, Ruben Oslund, Triangle of Sadness, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Daniel Kwan, and Daniel Scheinert, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Daniel Espinoza. Morbius. There's a lot of Daniels here. There are. It's, it's going to be a it, it's a good, I, it's a good year for somebody named Daniel. It, I think it will be a good year for Daniels. Yeah. Um, particularly uh, Morbius says Daniel. Exactly. Espinoza. Espinoza. Daniel Espinoza. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he directed Morbius. What a picture. He did. Probably, and we'll get to that next. Let's see. Finally, what are the nominations for best picture? Yeah, the the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Morbius, Tar. Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. This are, in my this in my opinion is a one movie race. Well yeah. And I that think when the nominees were announced, you were just like if it makes it if they do decide to nominate it, it's gonna win. Which we all thought they would. It's yeah. gonna win. Um 
yeah, so there was a, there was one movie this year that was clearly above the rest. It immediately made cinematic history. Um, ooh, Hunter's texting me. Lost them. About to watch Batwoman now. Ha ha ha. Fuckers. That's nice. <laughs> Lucky guy. Um, one movie came out this year. Immediately made cinematic history. Immediately went into the annals of of among the greatest of all time. And that was Morbius. Absolutely. Yeah. It it changed cinema forever. First movie to ever make over $3 billion. That's a lot of money. It was so popular that they re-released it in the same year it was released. And then it made another billion dollars for a total of $4 billion. Take that, Zosalanda. Yeah. Um, just an incredible piece of art. I, don't, I think that's how you pronounce your name. I don't know. Zosaldana? Saldana. That's that's the one. Yeah. Uh, just a just an incredible, incredible um, piece of art. Uh, Morbius. Uh, just portraying the, the follies of man, the struggles of... Um, those of us with, um, or not those of us, because we don't, but the, the struggle of people with uh, pre-existing medical conditions and the fight they have to go through um, to get cured and uh, the fight that, that good doctors like Michael Morbius take to protect them, such as um, turning into vampires and experimental uh, testing to try and cure your rare disease and then attacking people for blood. Just, just an incredible work of art that really gets to the bottom of the human condition. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. So I guess that's it then. Yeah, that's it. All right. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> what more? Uh, I guess we're done. Yeah. What do you What do you think? Okay. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else. Me- I don't... Media of the socials. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, you may follow me at Real M Fresh on Twitter and on Twitch. Yes. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jonah is Gracious. Uh, follow Hunter on Twitter and Instagram at the Hunter Bishop. That's it. I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Sub- <laughs> Feel- subscribe to the podcast and give us a five star review. And tell your friends and family to listen and tell strangers on the street to listen and share it around and blah, 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 blah. Uh, just get us more listeners. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's it now, right? Yeah. I think so. You got to, you know, say the thing. Say what, the thing. What, what, oh, it's Morbin time. Like, like, like the outro. Thing that we say. For Culture Pop, I've been Matt. I'm Jonah. And that's the way the cookie is. Your culture has been popped by Hunter Bishop. This has been a Long Go Productions podcast.